Welcome, it is Eric Erickson here. The Eric Erickson Show. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, uh, we got an election in Georgia on Tuesday. That's the one the whole nation. I got to tell you, yesterday, in the 30 minutes before I came on air, I talked to a reporter from Fox. I talked to a reporter from the Washington Post. talked to a reporter from the New York Times, one from the Atlantic, one from the Guardian, all in a 30-minute period. It's like, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. I mean, there were so many. I got CNN hits. I was on News Nation last night uh, and CNN next week. I got Fox hits next week. Um, the world is is descending on Georgia. And it's, it's, it's flattering to be a part of it. On Monday, I will be... Um, I will be in charge of MC, and I guess you call it the Mike Pence event with Brian Kemp in Cobb County, Georgia. And on Tuesday night, we'll be the host of ceremonies for the Brian Kemp reelection party at the College Football Hall of Fame in Atlanta. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, very excited to be a part of it. Appreciate them. In the next hour, Brian Kemp is going to join me. Uh, news comes today from NBC News that Donald Trump has ordered a uh, pullout of Georgia. No more money spent on David Perdue. They've given up. Uh, they say there's an outside chance he could be in a runoff, and there actually is. If the Kemp people think they have it in the bag and they don't show up and vote on Election Day, maybe maybe it could happen. So you still have to go vote. I don't want to talk about any of that right now, though. There are a number of stories out there circulating, and I'm going to string them all together. My friend Ashley is listening right now. She was asking me about the Elon Musk story, and it's all related to this, and I want to get into it. I want to begin with the Washington Free Beacon. It's from Colin Anderson. A liberal dark money group bankrolled by a foreign billionaire gave millions of dollars to failed gubernatorial candidate Stacey Abrams' effort to overhaul America's voting laws. Sacramento-based dark money group. Now, a dark money group is a group that hides where its money comes from. Sacramento-based dark money group Fund for a Better Future in 2020 gave more than $3 million to Abrams' Fair Fight Action, its tax form show. Swiss billionaire Hans-Jörg Weiss is by far Fund for a Better Future's top donor. His advocacy group, Burger Action Fund, gave the dark money group more than $45 million from 2016 to 2020. The sizable contribution marks yet another attempt from Weiss to meddle in America's elections. Abrams' fair fight has spent big on ads urging Congress to pass the For the People Act, Democrats' massive election overhaul bill that would give the federal government unprecedented power to control American voting. Weiss has also contributed millions of dollars to redraw election maps in Democrats' favor and lobby the Biden administration's alternative energy initiatives. Fund for a Better Future's generous support of Fair Fight also gives Weiss a backdoor to earn favor and influence with Stacey Abrams, who is running again for governor of Georgia against Brian Kemp. Foreign nationals cannot contribute to U.S. political candidates, but they can fund nonprofit organizations. Weiss in 2014 revealed he only carries a Swiss passport and does not have a U.S. green card. In a 2021 SEC filing, Weiss called himself a citizen of Switzerland. In other words, a Swiss billionaire is funneling money into a group called Burger Action Fund, 
Burger Action Fund is then pouring money into a group called Fund for a Better Future. And Fund for a Better Future is pouring the money into Stacey Abrams. So it's a couple steps removed to try to keep them at arm's length, but it's not really. It's all directed funding. This is why it's called a dark money group. Typically, dark money groups, they don't have to show all of the individual donors they get. But you, if you know where to look and to follow the paper trail, you can still find out a lot of who the money is coming from and where it's going. And so you have a foreign billionaire trying to shape American elections through Stacey Abrams' group. She's being used by someone who has his interests, not the American public's interests, in mind. Uh, But it gets more complicated than that. The New York Times, Shane Goldmacher, has a story out called the, uh, The Little Red Boxes, making a mockery of campaign finance laws. Democrats are deploying a new tactic. Now, let, let me explain something to you. This isn't just Democrats are the only ones who try to subversively uh, coordinate with uh, third-party groups. It's against the law for a super PAC and a candidate's campaign committee to coordinate. What Republicans have done, if you go online and you look at different Republican candidates, you will sometimes on YouTube find a 4K or 6K footage, or on Vimeo is usually where they put it, very high-resolution B-roll footage of the candidate. It's the candidate shaking hands with people. It's the candidate in a meeting. It's the candidate with a shotgun slung over his shoulder, walking with, with the hunting dogs. And it's just very random footage. Like, why is the candidate putting this random footage on, on Vimeo? It's because they're signaling to third-party groups, here's our footage that we've taken. You use it and cut a commercial for us, please. Happens all the time. Well, the Democrats are getting a little more explicit about it. This is from Shane Goldmacher. Uh, Campaign finance rules bar candidates from directly coordinating with the very outside groups that Kurt Schrader, Oregon congressman, a top moderate in Congress, needed to alert. So instead, on a little notice section of his campaign website, he used a little red box. It was a not-quite-private directive in a red-bordered box on an obscure corner of his website, sketching out a three-pronged takedown of what he called his toxic challenger, J.M.M. Cloud Skinner, helpfully including a link to a two-page opposition research document about her tenure as a city manager. The message was received. On May 3rd, a super PAC that had received all its money from a secret money group with ties to the pharmaceutical industry began running television ads that did little more than copy, paste, and reorder the precise three lines of attack Mr. Schrader had outlined. From Oregon to Texas, North Carolina to Pennsylvania, Democratic candidates nationwide are using such red boxes to pioneer new frontiers in soliciting and directing money from friendly super PACs financed by multimillionaires, billionaires, and special interest groups. Campaign watchdogs complain that the practice further blurs the lines meant to keep big money interests from influencing people running for office, effectively evading the strict donation limits imposed on federal candidates. And while the tactic is not new to 2022, it's become so widespread that a New York Times survey of candidate websites found at least 19 Democrats deploying some version of a red box in four of the states holding contested congressional primaries just last Tuesday. 
The boxes highlight the aspects of candidate biographies they want to amplify and the skeletons in their opponent's closet they want exposed. They add instructions that can be extremely detailed. Here's one for Jessica Cisneros, a Democratic challenger in South Texas, uh, Henry Cuellar. Liberals, voters under 50 and women across only San Antonio, Guadalupe, and Atascocia counties read the targeted guidance. Black voters age 45 plus in Durham and white women age 45 plus in Orange was the recent director from Valerie Fushi, a Democratic House candidate in North Carolina locked in a competitive primary. It's very specific, very detailed. It's not just the Democrats, but the, the Democrats are the most brazen. Now, how is this tied to Elon Musk? Well, there's a larger issue of what's at stake here. The left has, for the longest time, had an ideological lock through the elite on our culture and really through our news. They have taken over Twitter. It is their playground. And in taking over Twitter, they have censored and silenced the right. Twitter has announced uh, that it's now going to start putting misinformation boxes on stuff related to war and other other crises, and you're not going to be able to share or retweet that information. And Elon Musk, along comes Elon Musk, and he says he's going to buy it. Not only is he going to buy it, but he's going to allow free speech on it. He's going to do more free speech, not less. And then he has the audacity to come out and say, you know, the Democrats have actually moved further to the left than the GOP has to the right. I'm standing still and and they've gone away from me and I used to be one of them. And so now I'm going to vote Republican. I wish there was a more moderate option, but there's not. And the Democrats have gotten too crazy. And now all of a sudden he's under attack. Turns out the S&P has thrown Tesla out of the ESG index. They have uh, started auditing Tesla. Now, allegedly, a woman has come forward and says she was sexually harassed by him and and he paid her off. Uh, They're dragging all of his dirt out. Why? Because Elon Musk used to be one of them. And now he's not. The greatest sin in a religion among its most faithful adherents is heresy, apostasy. When you are in a cult, when you're in a religion, and you leave it, you're shunned, you're shamed, you're attacked. Look at what Scientology does to people who leave Scientology. They organize smear campaigns. Families are not allowed to talk to their relatives who leave Scientology. Uh, They are shamed, they are shunned, they are exiled. That's what's going on here with the left. Stacey Abrams is getting a ton of money from left-wing billionaires to try to shape American politics and culture because they're losing the American people. And so they've got to even abroad fund money into this country through Stacey Abrams to try to save their stranglehold on culture and power, and it's not working for them. And along comes one of their own, the richest man on planet Earth, and he says, you know what? I've had an awakening of my conscious, and I, I this is nuts. I can't go along with this anymore. The ESG stuff is crazy. The woke stuff is crazy. And now they've got to destroy him. They've got to destroy the richest man on earth because he is an apostate. 
this is all about intellectual control, not ideological control, intellectual control of America. Where do you get your information? What information do you get? How do you process and interpret that information? The left has slowly over time with with Twitter constrained what you can see from the right, shadow banned people more than I I thought was happening. It was certainly happening. Uh, they, They have blocked accounts, turned off accounts. The New York Post of the Hunter Biden story. They have elevated voices of disinformation to try to claim to fight disinformation. And along comes Musk, and he's going to break it up for them. They've been using Twitter. It's been their tool. Notice what's happening to Elon Musk now is what happened to Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg refused to ban that video where a man slowed down Nancy Pelosi's words to make it look like she had issues. And Facebook wouldn't do anything with it. And that's what that after after Trump won and Russia had put twenty thousand dollars worth of ads on Facebook, that was the turning point. And then this video and look, oh my gosh, Mark Zuckerberg's not one of us. Plenty of progressives at, at Facebook. But apparently not Zuckerberg. We got to destroy him. We got to destroy Facebook. They went after Facebook. Now they're coming after Tesla and Musk because these people are supposed to be on their side and they've turned heretics and apostates and they got to be destroyed because they want to control the information you see. They believe at the end of the day, the reason they lost power is not because of a cultural shift per se but because the cultural shift happened by them no longer having the monopoly on the information you consume. They've never paid attention to talk radio, even though talk radio's audience is massive. Talk radio's audience, frankly, is bigger than any show on Fox News. But they don't listen to radio, so they don't care, but they they don't like Fox. Fox has to be censored. Conservative press has to be censored. And now these billionaires who are not down with their woke agenda have to be censored. Woko Haram will fight back because they're losing control and they will fund people like Stacey Abrams because they believe she will help them lock in their dominance and control. And she will do for them what they, when they live abroad and are not American citizens cannot do for themselves, which is structure the American electoral system in a way that tries to restore their power. Power is all they know. It's what they want. And if Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg or anyone else stands in their way, they have to be destroyed. That's what you're witnessing play out right now. There are a lot of options out there. If you're a self-starter and you want to invest on your own, it can be really confusing. And I'm delighted to tell you about SoFi because that's who I use. And now I've got them as an advertiser. If you're a SoFi user, uh, my gosh, you get all sorts of options, great research. You get the ability to invest in stocks, EFTs, crypto, plan out your retirement. Uh, More importantly, you got people you can call on. I mean, for example, um, I can use SoFi to buy stocks and EFTs and do the deep dive research if I need to and get complimentary financial planners ready to help answer questions. Uh, You can too, whether you're stuck on where to start or need help deciding what to do next. You can even save for retirement with traditional Roth and SEP IRAs. They have so many options. If you're into crypto, you can also explore crypto. They've got 30 available coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Cardano, Solana, Dogecoin, and so much more. But more importantly, 
They've got the number one ranked automated investment tool, their robo-advisor. It takes the stress out of building and managing a diversified portfolio without having to pay a bunch of experts to do it. I really like SoFi. Y'all, I've tried, you name it, and I probably tried it. And I settled on SoFi and think you will like it as well. Cut through the jargon, make investing easier with SoFi. Visit SoFi.com slash Eric to learn how you can win up to $1,000 in stock when you open an account. That's SOFI.com slash Eric. Brokerage and active investing products offered through SoFi Securities, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be a part of this here program, you're allowed to call in. We'll go light on you on the phones today. Um, I have my list for those of you in Georgia. If you're wondering who to vote for, we're getting inundated. And first of all, let me publicly thank Charlie and Philip. Uh, they have been responding. Uh, you people send me all the hate mail, and uh, they see it. I don't. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> um, but uh, we've been fielding an extraordinary number of people who have been emailing and say, "What's? Where's the list? Where's the list of, of people uh, that we should vote for in Georgia?" Uh, text the word "data." to 33777 and you can get that list uh it is uh, all of the races where i i got a preference uh, all the statewide races are on there um all of the congressional races by and large are there as well um and and you can see uh, notable ones are uh brian Kemp, governor latham sadler senate uh, butch miller lieutenant governor brad raffensperger secretary of state Chris Carr, Attorney General, John King, Insurance Commissioner, Bruce Thompson for Labor Commissioner. Um, it, it, what's his name? Harper for um, Ag Commissioner. He's the only guy in the race. Anyway, but he's good. He's solid. Um, Rich McCormick for Congress in the Cobb County area, District 6. Um, uh, Jennifer Strahan in the District 13, Marjorie Taylor Green seat. Um, Jennifer Strahan would be far preferable to Marjorie Taylor Green. Um, but, uh, you can get the whole list by texting data to three, three, seven, seven, seven. Some of you, some of you will say, well, these are all the people I'm going to vote against. That's fine. I want you to be educated. I want you to be informed, uh, antagonistically or not. Um, nonetheless, uh, that that's the list. And, and you know, it was hard cause I got some friends like in the, the, the rich McCormick race and in the sixth grocery district, I actually like a ton of the people there. Uh, Meg Hansen, Jake Evans, they're all good people. They're all fine people. Uh, I just, Rich is a friend. I mean, he, he's a Marine. He's an ER doc. He would be a heck of a congressman. I like him. And that's not intended to be disrespect to the others. I just, I know Rich. He's a friend and he's awesome. Uh, good Christian dude. Um, and But I mean, your your mileage may vary. Uh, if, if you got questions about a race and just want one of them, well, they're there. And then there are some state house and state senate races in there as well. Not all of them. There are too many of those. But text data to 33777. More importantly, we have crossed $150,000 for the Salvation Army. And literally every penny is going to go to help the needy, other than like credit card processing fees um, for people. But uh, you can you can donate. There's a little box you can check, and, and your gift will be raised by the credit card processing fee. Nonetheless, um, you can tell I'm a lawyer when I go through all the minutia. Nonetheless, um, every dollar is going to go to help people who can't afford gas and groceries. And y'all have been way more generous. I cannot thank you enough. 
Uh, we got the matching gift. Uh, we raised 5000 within the first hour, so we got that 5000 So we are at $154,000. Add the 5000 to it. We're really at one fifty nine. Uh, 160, can we get $40,000 raised by 3 p.m. and get us to $200,000? Do you think that's possible? I don't know. Depends on who's listening today. Uh, but if you will text the word donate to 33777, I'll send you the link. Let's see if we can get to $200,000. Every dollar is going to go to help people who need gas or groceries in this economy. Well, we've done it. We've crossed $160,000 uh, thanks to the matching gift from an anonymous business. Um, we are on paper 155 291 plus their 5000 gets us over 160 Can we make it to 200000 folks? Text the word DONATE to 33777. Let's see if we can. Every dollar goes to help people struggling right now for gas and groceries. Salvation Army will take care of them. And by the way, if you need help or know someone who does, tell them to reach out to the Salvation Army. They really do want to help. I, I, we've got Brian Kemp calling in at the top of the, of the hour, uh, and we'll talk to him some. You should know Donald Trump has issued a statement now in light of all the news reports that he is um, no longer helping David Purdue and doesn't expect him to win. He's issued a statement saying he hasn't given up. It's not true. Uh, he, he, technically, maybe he hasn't given up, but he's pulled all of his money out of Georgia. Uh, no more ads. Uh, nothing. Uh, no more appearances and no more ads. I want to talk about something else, though. Monkeypox. Yeah, there, there's, there's an issue here. I saw some controversy online over some doctors um, they were accused of homophobia or something uh, for saying that it appears the number of people who have monkeypox are are homosexual, not heterosexual, uh, and they weren't meaning it to be homophobic or or do like people did during the AIDS crisis, but to point out that it comes through very close contact with other people and. It appears that uh, the people who are spreading it to each other are having sex and that it happens to have been um, non-heterosexual people, but that doesn't mean it's not going to spread into every community, but uh, it won't spread rapidly because it comes through very close contact. It's not airborne. It's not like COVID. Of course, there are some people freaked out that it can be, um, but it is contagious and the CDC FDA have bought a bunch of vaccines the smallpox vaccine actually that nobody takes anymore because we eradicated smallpox uh, actually is very effective against it and uh, people are freaked out understandably so I want to spend a moment on this issue though because I I, I was on with uh, Leland Vittert last night on News Nation we were talking about this what's going on nobody respects the CDC anymore the mayor of New York basically telling the CDC now to take a hike over masks. I was in New York, what, last week? Uh, and uh, New York has a mask mandate. Nobody wore a mask in the airport anywhere. Nobody was wearing a mask, even though there was a mask mandate still in effect. Uh, and, you know, in airports around the nation outside of New York, uh, it's just it's it's the mask mandate is gone. And very few people are wearing masks anywhere. The CDC wants parents to give their 5 to 11-year-olds boosters of the COVID vaccine, but 76% of kids age 5 to 11 haven't had the first round of it. Dr. Fauci 
was being grilled by Marco Rubio in Congress the other day about uh, letting people come across and uh, the border illegally and why can they stay when they don't have the COVID vaccine or masks or anything else. Can we talk about the lack of humility in our bureaucrats? and politicians, because that is the fundamental problem. I think right now what we're dealing with, the lack of trust in government is because government lacks the humility necessary for people to trust them. They got their 15 minutes of fame. Let's be honest here. Part of what this is, is they're finally in the spotlight. All of these people who have worked diligently behind the scenes to keep us safe from public health nightmares. There's finally one on the scene, and they become the celebrities, the rock stars. They're on the cover of uh, Vanity Fair. Have you seen Dr. Fauci's office and all of the, the Dr. Fauci memorabilia? You know something I don't have in my house? I don't have a me wall. I've got in my desk drawer somewhere pictures of me with Clarence Thomas and with Dick Cheney. When I'm dead, my kids will find them and maybe do something with them. They can throw them away for all I care. I don't need a me wall. I've got a friend who has a me wall um, with pictures of himself shaking hands with all these famous people he knows. And uh, he, he humorously has it in the bathroom. Doesn't really matter to him. I heard somebody else tell me the other day, they know somebody who uh, keeps their me wall in the bathroom. That's what it's called, the me wall, the me shaking hands with all these other people. Me, 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 look at all these people. I don't care. But Dr. Fauci, my gosh, he has bought into it. Rochelle Walensky at the CDC has been a disaster. The FDA has been a disaster. They have lost the trust of the American public, and this is not a partisan issue. This is not a a partisan issue at all. It is not about Republicans distrusting Dr. Fauci and, and Joe Biden's FDA. The Democrats don't trust them anymore either because they've lost humility. Servant leadership. It gets talked a lot in in Christian circles, but it's beyond that. You know, Jesus famously washed the feet of his disciples at the Last Supper. He he said, basically, put yourself last. He's a good example of a servant leader. Here's the guy who came to die for everybody else. We don't really have that in government right now. Everybody wants to put themselves first. Everybody wants to uh, prop up their own fame. And people don't trust that. The bureaucracy of Rome, I've mentioned this several times, but the bureaucracy of Rome kept the Roman Empire going when Rome was on the verge of collapse. All these emperors killed each other. The armies killed them. The Praetorian guards killed them. Uh, One year they had a, a, a series of emperors. Through it all, the Roman bureaucracy kept the Roman government going. Uh, Edmund Gibbons in his history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire actually blames Christianity for the fall of the Roman Empire. He says all the best and brightest of Rome used to go into the bureaucracy for the glory of Rome. They would run the bureaucracy and prop it up. Uh, But then they moved into the church for the glory of God. God was greater than Rome and, and they wanted to prop up the church and they built the intellectual foundations of the church. Ambrose, Augustine, Tertullian, Irenaeus, Polycarp, uh, they, they all they, they they went into the um, they went into the church. They became members of clergy, theologians. They built the intellectual underpinnings of the Christian faith beyond Scripture. 
And Rome began to collapse because all of the wise men, the great men, were no longer there propping them up. They had the arrogant men, the men who were using government to boost themselves and their own reputation, the men who put themselves above everyone else and profited off government. That seems to be where we are in this country. That seems to be what we've got. And so nobody trusts them. If you will recall, early on, the geniuses in charge, the healthcare experts, they said, you don't need masks. Masks will do you no good. It turned out that they wanted you to wear masks, but they didn't want to tell you to wear masks because they knew the first responders needed them first and they were afraid people would make a run on masks and the doctors and nurses wouldn't get them. So they lied to you. And then they never apologized for lying. They, oh, the data changed. Now everybody needs to wear a mask. I had on the the, uh, Donald Trump Surgeon General. During the campaign, I had on uh, Donald Trump Surgeon General in 2020. He finally admitted on my program that actually they were afraid of the supply shortages and they couldn't just tell people we you need them but hold off. So they had to tell people don't worry about them right now. They had to let the the doctors and nurses build up their supply first. They admitted they lied. And he admitted that they shouldn't have done that because it cost them credibility later when they decided they wanted people in masks. And part of it was the science changed. And now the science, by the way, has changed again. At this point, uh, COVID has so mutated, it is airborne in the finest particulate. And a mask's not going to do you any good unless it's an N95. And then if you wear an N95, you don't need to worry about the person next to you not wearing one. And yet uh, the left is apoplectic. Follow the science, but who cares what the science says on that? There's no humility. There's no willingness to admit they got it wrong. There's no willingness to correct the record. There's no willingness to sit down and in, in regular people terms, explain how the science has changed and the data has changed and now you get to monkeypox and people are like well this is crap why should we believe you now you've lied to us the whole time maybe you want money and so you're over amplifying this maybe you can't give up your control maybe you need your 17th minute of fame because dr fauci has been an arrogant sob Dr. Fauci did not exercise the requisite humility of a public servant to say, this is my wheelhouse and all these other things are not. He decided to opine on every aspect of society. Believe it or not, there's more than just public health at stake and at play. There's an economy There are children who need to be educated. There are children who, if not sent to school, will stay home and be abused with no chance of it being exposed. There are people who are struggling to make ends meet. There are people who run businesses who will be out of work. And Dr. Fauci decided he could just dictate and snap his finger and will things done as opposed to saying, you know what, I control and cover one aspect of American society, but our society is multifaceted and complicated. And who am I to suggest that my area of expertise dominates? Yes, there's a pandemic, but even in a pandemic, there are other aspects of the pandemic that must be dealt with. He lacked the humility to do that. And by lacking that humility, he put a lot of Americans out of work and probably caused a lot of suicides, frankly. 
because he couldn't exercise the humility to say, this is bigger than me. Instead, he said, I am bigger than it. And look what happened. When Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, decided to open the state of Georgia, he was first. He doesn't get any credit. DeSantis is playing a very good game in his reelection and in, in, in the run-up to 2024. Kemp has no ambitions beyond being governor again. He'll be out of politics after that. A lot of people are saying, what about the Senate? What about the presidency or the vice presidency? He's not interested. If you know the man, you know I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding here. He literally has no interest. But Kemp reopened Georgia before every other state. And he got all sorts of hell. Deborah Burks, Dr. Fauci, Donald Trump, Stacey Abrams, Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden. They all came after him. And he stuck to his guns. He dug in his heels and he said, you know, this isn't just a pandemic. This is an economy. This is kids needing an education. It's multifaceted, and I've got to do a balancing act between all of these things, not just this one thing. So I'm reopening the state. After 30 days, I allowed hospitals to, to stock up, and now I'm, I'm reopening the state. And it worked. Georgia's ahead of everybody in economic growth. In, in uh, Unemployment is lower in Georgia than any other state. You've got Hyundai now coming in economically. Kids in Georgia are outperforming kids in other, other states on standardized tests now because they didn't miss a lot of school. He had the humility to know what needed to be done. And by the way, he's, he's still being savaged by all sides for it. Fauci and the government lack humility. And it has undermined the FDA. The FDA still doesn't want you to eat raw cookie dough. I had raw cookie dough with my 13-year-old last night. Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookie dough. The kids bought a tub of it the other day. They don't actually make the cookies. They just eat the raw cookie dough. They haven't died yet. Or the baby formula shortage. They dragged their feet on inspection. They've dragged their feet on waiving regulations. They, they're causing all sorts of heartache for Americans. They have no humility to recognize maybe they've gotten it wrong. They have no humility to admit their mistakes. They have no humility to sit down and explain things to you. And to the extent they try to explain things to you, they use the biggest word salads possible with the biggest technical terms, which leads me to believe they're not very bright people because very bright people can explain things to you in a way that you understand it. And they try to obfuscate through technical technocracy and, and technical terms. And as a result, we may have another pandemic. And when we do, no one will listen until it's too late and it won't be their fault. Though they will get the blame, you and I will all get the blame. It won't be our fault. The fault will lie with the Dr. Fauci's of the world who showed himself too arrogant to be listened to without the humility to know his place in the world. And he wanted his 18th, 19th, and 20th minute of fame. And by putting his fame and his expertise ahead of even basic humility will have cost this nation a whole lot. If the FDA and the CDC want to restore their trust, want the public to believe in them again, first of all, you got to fire everybody at the top. And then you need to start over with humility. 
The Eden Pure Thunderstorm will help you clear the air as well. Maybe they need to put one of those at the FDA and the CDC to clear the air there. You can get three of them right now for less than $200. You will be saving $200 and you'll get free shipping. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and you put Eric3, E-R-I-C-K-3, in as your discount code, you can get three of them. They're less than $200. You're saving $200. You get free shipping. It not only eliminates odors, and by the way, it eliminates. It doesn't mask the odors. It eliminates them. You will also get uh, a an air purifier that gets rid of the dust and the pollen and the air. It's filterless. You don't have to get a subscription. You just wipe it out on occasion. And they work. I keep one in my suitcase when I travel. They're small. I can hold it in my hand. It can plug into the wall, or you could use a USB cord to power it like in your car. Uh, you can get rid of the smoky odors, the pet odors, the musty odors. Uh, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Governor Brian Kemp is going to join me at the top of the next hour. Well, 206-ish. We'll take your phone calls as well, 877-973-7425. I want to play you a quick bit of audio here. He also asked folks to get a sense about how things are going in the U.S. And look at this, Aaron. 65% of Americans in our brand new CNN poll tonight say they are concerned about how things are going in the U.S. Only 4% excited, 10% optimistic. Even one in five say that they are scared. One in five say they are scared. 86% of Americans are concerned with the direction of the country. That's from CNN. There are serious, serious problems right now in the country. And what is notable to me is that, you know what's not changing the dynamic out there? Abortion. The Democrats told us that uh, Roe v. Wade he also was going asked to, folks- oh, wrong button, that Roe v. Wade was going to change the dynamic in the polling, but it hasn't. It has not changed the dynamic at all. And I don't expect that it's going to. I, if it's not firing people up right now, it's not going to fire people up in November. That's just the reality of the situation here. Uh, the Democrats have put their hopes and dreams uh, in, in, in that basket. And I, 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 don't, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, What I do think is going to happen is doom and gloom for the Democrats. In fact, there's new polling from the Associated Press. Joe Biden has hit a record low in their uh, poll job approval rating of 38%. In fact, you know which demographic of Americans hate the Democrats more than any other right now? If you're a Democrat, you may need to sit down for this one. Hispanic voters. Hispanic voters hate Joe Biden and the Democrats more than white voters do or black voters do, or Asian voters do. They all came to this country looking for a better life away from their countries, and they've gotten it worse here, and they're furious, and they're voting Republican as a result. Brian Kemp, when we come back.